Welcome to this episode of my podcast. My name is Kalsum Butt, and I specialize in training medical professionals how to get the score they need in IELTS or OET so that they can get their dream job, take their career to the next level and start living their best life with their families by providing them with bigger and better opportunities. Before I start with the main topic for this week's episode, I just want to make you aware of how you can use this podcast to your maximum advantage. This is no ordinary podcast. You can use this podcast by one, simply listening to the podcast to get some advice that will help you in your IELTS or OET preparation. Number two, actively listening to this podcast to improve your listening skills. I try to keep it short. I know you guys are very busy people, but you can use it for focused listening practice. So you can use the show notes, which is a complete transcript of each episode. You can read the episode as you listen and analyze the language, learn new words or phrases, practice pronunciation and intonation. Number three, Also included in the show notes are some comprehension style questions that you can use by reading the transcript, using your skimming and scanning techniques to answer the questions. Answers are provided at the end, but you can also check your answers by listening to the podcast. Number four, you can use it as a listening test and answer the same questions while listening. And number five, I also include a brief analysis of some useful words or phrases that I have used in the podcast, which you can learn. So it's up to you how you would like to use this tool. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and social media so that more people can benefit from it too. Welcome to this episode. So before I get into the main topic, I wanted to announce that my OET membership program will begin on the 1st of March 2022. This membership program will guide you, help you, support you, get the score you need. Let me briefly explain how my membership program will help you achieve your score. In the membership program, I'll show you how to practice and improve your reading skills, your listening skills, your writing skills, and your speaking skills. I'll teach you exactly what the examiner wants from you and how to give it to them. I'll teach you the most successful answer strategies that I teach my students, that I have been teaching my students for many years, and provide you lots with lots and lots of practice. I'll help you to organize your time and help you to create a a practical study timetable and create time to study no matter how busy you are so that you can make meaningful progress in your OET preparation every single day. I'll also be teaching you how to improve your vocabulary and your grammar on a daily basis and how easy that can be. Um, It doesn't have to be complicated and take hours. It could just be five, 10 minutes every single day. And I'll show you how you can achieve that. I'll also help you have the right study mindset that will, the right study mindset that will help you get the score that you need. Plus so much guidance, support, and the essential feedback on how you 
as an individual need to improve. So this membership is not like other membership programs that are available out there, and there are many out there that are available. The problem with other memberships is that there are so many students in there and you become just another number. You get lost in a sea of other students. You never get your questions answered and rarely get the feedback you need. That is so vital in helping you to improve. With this in mind, I aim to keep the number of students to a minimum so that I give each of you the attention and guidance that you need. Quality over quantity always. That's always been the way I have taught my students, quality over quantity. It's never about getting as many people into the membership as possible and then not being able to give that quality service, that quality teaching, that quality feedback to each and every person. So this means that spaces are limited. And when I feel the group is big enough, I will close the group and you won't be able to join. To join my membership program, it costs just £24.99 per month. And you can cancel at any time. So you could join for a month and then cancel your membership. Or you can stay for as long as you need the training. It all depends on where you are in your OET journey, how much help you need and when your test is. But you are in control. You can cancel it at any time. You can take as much training as you need to and then leave. I will be there to help you every step of the way for however long you need me. So what do you need to do if you are interested? I've left the link to register your interest in the show notes. So just click the link and just type in your details and I will send you some more information. Okay, so let's get on with today's episode. So this episode is all about OET writing do's and don'ts. So kind of my top tips for success in OET writing. So firstly, um, get into the habit of always reading the task first. The temptation is to go straight to the meat of the task and start reading and selecting the case notes. This is a huge mistake because the case notes need to be seen in light of the task that you've been given. So you need to understand who you are, who you are writing to, and why you are writing to them. Only then will you know what case notes to include and which to exclude. Next, always read the first part of the case notes. It's usually um, like a sentence or two just before the main case notes begin. So just before you get the, the name, the age, the date of birth, that kind of thing, just before that bit starts. Um, and the reason why that's so important is because it tells you some vital information um, and most students don't read it. And to be fair, it can be easily missed. But after listening to this episode, you will never make this mistake again. It normally says something like um, you are a GP in the local clinic and the patient or your patient is 70 years old and is your regular patient. Something like that. It just gives you more information. Um, about the context that or the situation that you are in. And it's 
just to give you some idea of the context of your writing as well. So another example is um, it can say, assume that today's date is the 15th of May, 2021. You, you have been Ms. Bennett's GP for two years and have been treating her recently following her hospitalization for cardiac problems. So I've taken that straight from one of the OET official sample tests on the website. Um, another one is you are a nurse conducting a, a nurse home visit as part of a routine follow up care after this patient's recent hospital discharge. So it gives you some vital context to what you are writing, uh, to what you are about to read and what you need to write about. So it's it's it just puts you in the right frame of mind um, before you start reading the case notes and writing the letter. So by reading this, you immediately understand the setting and the context and will write accordingly. Um, my next bit of advice is, and I have mentioned this before in a previous podcast. In fact, there's a whole podcast on just this because it is so important. When your reading time is over, so the first five minutes of the test is purely reading. You're not allowed to write. You just have to read the case notes and mentally just select which case notes you want to use or ones you think are relevant. So as soon as that time is finished and you can begin writing your letter, don't jump into writing the letter first. Spend at least five minutes planning your letter. Organize your letter. You've just read the case notes and mentally decided which case notes you will use, which ones are relevant and which ones are not. You can't possibly keep all of that information in your head and organize your letter while writing it and thinking about grammar and thinking about vocabulary. You have to get it out of your head and onto paper so that you can organize it logically and you don't miss anything. You don't write the whole letter in the plan, but just organize, you know, which case notes will go in which paragraph? What is the structure of your letter? You know, how are you going to organize the paragraphs? Which case notes will you combine and how? Just notes, very quick notes and prompts. Once you've, you have that thinking, that planning process laid out, you can then focus on actually writing the letter with the help of the plan. And you should also go back to the notes and quickly mark the notes you need. So, you know, once you've, um, once that writing time begins, go back to the case notes quickly and just mark the relevant case notes that you feel um, are ones that need to be included in the letter. This is such a vital step. And a lot of students don't bother because they either think it's a waste of time, um, but they fail to see, they fail to realize it will actually save them time because you're actually concentrating on one thing at a, at a time. And you're doing all of your thinking first and then you're writing. Um, and you know, if you're doing the two at the same time, then you know, you're gonna make a mistake. You're gonna cross things out, you're gonna go back and rewrite things, and that is a waste of time. Or they think they know what they're doing. You know, your doctors, your nurses, you write letters all the time, every day. 
you don't need to plan your letters. You don't plan your letters in real life. So why would you need to do in OET? You know exactly what to do. And I agree, you do know exactly what you're doing. But remember, this is an English test and you are being judged on a criteria that you need to adhere to. So you have to make sure that you are doing that, that you are ticking the right boxes. And the only way you can do that is if you go through a process uh, and making sure you don't miss out those steps. So to get good at doing this, you have to make sure you practice it. Um, get some writing tasks, read the case notes for five minutes and then plan for five minutes, time it. And, you know, in those five minutes, organize the paragraphs, the notes, think of grammar and vocabulary, think of structure. So actually, like I said, you don't need to write out the whole letter in the plan. You don't have the time, but just what's going to go in, you know, what's the purpose paragraph going to look like? Um, the next paragraph after that, you know, what case notes are you going to include there? Which ones are you going to combine? Maybe. You could just put down um, some words or phrases that you can use to, to combine those case notes and things like that. Just things that will help you write. Just get all of the thinking out of your head and onto paper and, and just use that plan to then write the letter. Another bit of advice is when you are selecting case notes, uh, when you're planning your letter, when you're writing a letter, when you're organizing it, always put yourself in the shoes of the recipient, of the person receiving the letter. Always ask yourself at each stage of writing um, in the writing test, what would they need to know? How would they want the information to be stru structured? Or rather, if you're putting yourself in the shoes of the recipient, just think, what do I need to know? What would I need to know to carry out this patient's care or to, you know, whatever it is that I want them to do? You know, what do I need to know? How would I want this information to be structured? Um, would it be order of importance? So the most important case notes first, or is it chronologically? So if there's lots of consultations perhaps in the case notes, do you have to go through them in time order? What makes more sense? What is more logical with the case notes you have in front of you? And it has to be with what you have in front of you. And this leads me on to my next bit of advice. Don't use set letter structures because you will be marked down for this. The examiner will be able to tell because they're trained to do so if you have not taken into account the case notes and written the letter accordingly. Or, you know, if you've just memorized a fixed letter structure instead and you've just inserted the case notes into that structure. The examiner wants to see flexibility and to see if you can adapt letter structures. So there are letter structures out there. I teach letter structures. Um, you know, if you come into the membership, you'll, you'll see that I teach letter structures, but the, the case notes that you have in front of you, they must be presented in a way that is appropriate to the person you are writing to. 
again, go back to thinking about how the recipient of the letter would want the information to be presented. So there has to be flexibility in those structures. You can't just memorize them and just insert whatever case notes you have in front of you into that structure. It doesn't work that way. You have to show that flexibility um, according to the case notes you have in front of you. The next thing is proofreading. And a lot of students, in fact, most students don't bother to proofread at all. You know, once they get to the end of the test, they finish writing their letter, they have a few minutes left until the end of the test. And instead of using that time to read through the letter and correct obvious mistakes, they'll just relax and, you know, just be glad that the test is over and they've made it to the end. Uh, they'll look at their watch, they'll, you know, look out the window and, you know, be really happy that it's all over. It's not over until the examiner says it is. And there are still marks you can get or rather marks you can save by correcting any grammar, vocabulary or structural mistakes or any improvements that you can make, anything that you've missed out, um, you know, spelling mistakes and, and things like that. Um, think of the marking criteria as you proofread. Go through each criteria and judge your writing. Try to think like the examiner. Now, this takes real practice, but you must do this as part of your preparation. I suggest proofreading as you go, as well as at the end. So, for example, after every sentence that you write, read it back quickly. Does it make sense? Are there any errors in there? Spelling? Um, so a quick analysis after each sentence, then again, after each paragraph, read that whole paragraph when you finish it before you move on to the next one and just quickly see, does it make sense? Any spelling mistakes? Is there anything obvious that you need to correct? And then again, read the whole letter at the end. You know, you should have one to two minutes at the end where you can just read the letter from start to finish. Um, and if you break it down that way, by proofreading sentence by sentence and then paragraph by paragraph and then the whole letter it means that you know if it means two things you're breaking down that proofreading process so you don't have to do it all at the end um because you are tired at the end sometimes it can be difficult to spot mistakes but if you're doing them as you go along they're easier to pick out um, and there is a sense of relief at the end when you get to the end and, and maybe your concentration levels, um, you know, you're so glad you finished that you're not able to focus on the mistakes. Um, so it's better to do it as you go along and it breaks it down for you as well. You don't have to do it all in one go. Um, and it also means that if, for example, when you get to the end of the letter, you don't have any time to proofread. It means that at least you've done some proofreading as you've gone along. So if you've run out of time, you're not able to read the whole letter from start to finish. Well, at least you've managed to do most of the proofreading as you go along. So it's a kind of like a safety net. So do try it. Again, it takes practice. When you are doing your preparation, when you are doing timed tests or mock tests, make sure you are incorporating these things into your preparation. Um, it will take time to perfect. It will take time to be quick. 
Um, but you must do these things in order to get, you know, in order for you, it just puts you in a better um, chance of getting the score that you need if you incorporate all of these things. So there is a lot that I've talked to you about here. There's a lot for you to think about. Some of this advice you may already know. You may have heard it before, but how much of this are you actually doing? Are you actually implementing any of this? Because there's no point having the knowledge, you know, having the knowledge just by itself won't get you the score that you need. You need to implement what you learn. You need to practice it. You need to get feedback and implement that feedback and keep doing that cycle again and again and again. Practice feedback, implement the feedback and practice and keep going, keep going. You need to keep doing that until you are consistently getting the score you need in mock tests that's when you'll get the score that you need. Okay, so I really hope you found this helpful. Um, let me know your thoughts. As always, leave a review. I love to get your feedback and I have been getting some amazing feedback of, uh, of this podcast and I'm so glad you're finding it useful. Um, so keep the reviews coming in, keep the feedback coming in. Um, it really helps me um, to improve the podcast it helps me to uh, make sure I'm talking about relevant things that you really need help with. Um, so yeah, like and share. And as I mentioned at the beginning, the link to register your interest for my OET membership program is in the show notes. So please do make sure that you take a look at that and you know register your interest. So take care and I'll speak to you in the next episode. I really hope you have found this episode useful. Please let me know if you have. I would love to get your feedback. And if there is something you would like me to do an episode on uh, for IELTS or for OET, please just let me know. The details on how you can contact me are in the show notes of this episode. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you are not willing to change or implement advice and you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same results again and again. Real progress, real improvement comes when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and on your social media so that more people can benefit too. Take care and keep working hard.